Another day of COVID, another Westboro sesh. Yes, indeed, McLean. Actually, actually, I recently came to the conclusion, I think it was yesterday as a matter of fact, that it is Fred Meyer, Kroger Company, that requires their employees to take 14 days off if you test positive for COVID and then come back um, afterwards if you test negative. The CDC says you only have to quarantine, you only have to isolate for 10 days. Only so 10 you're telling days. me Fred so Myers is more restrictive than the government? Yes. Actually, come to think of it, one of their, one of their signage in the store there says that we have stronger standards than the USDA. Oh, now that's for the food. Yeah, but like, I guess they're stricter than the government in general. But yes, I was I was imposing upon myself uh, more quarantine than it was necessary. And I realized that, went out to hang out with Alex today. Uh, we went to Texas Roadhouse, or Trodes, as us people in the know call it. And, um... Um... Because when Gage got out of quarantine, Alex and him went to Texas Roadhouse and he paid for Gage's food. He did the same for mine. A um, couple things. One, country fried chicken, Texas Roadhouse, slaps. Two, I did almost throw up in the Texas Roadhouse bathroom for no reason. And three, like the wait staff just didn't think we existed for a hot minute, so we did sit there for like 45 minutes. That sounds terrible. Before we even got any drinks. It was, it was a rough go of it, but... First day back from the vid, you know. He'll get back. Well, I'm not to shoot myself. Going to going to Denver the day after tomorrow. Fun, fun. You're gonna eat your weird. Um, yeah. Uh, gonna go Rocky eat my Mountain oysters. Rocky yeah. Mountain oysters. Watch the, watch the Rockies. Oh, play. Wish I could be there, McLean. I'm sure yeah. you do. I'll, I'll tell you how they are. Well, I feel like I'm on the outswing not to shoot myself in the foot, but I think I've been through the worst of COVID the last few days. I was uh, pretty pretty down bad, not gonna lie. But I got my voice back. Uh, I'm on the upswing, although I cannot taste food, which is the worst, because I've I I make I, I just made some uh, Nashville hot chicken, a dish that I am a fan of. I go to eat it, and I feel the spice. My eyes water. I get the burning in the throat. I know that I'm eating spicy food, can't taste the lick of it, and I'm mad. Sad times at the OK Corral. Oh, it's very sad times. But, McLean! Do you, um, do you, uh, hold on, time out. Do you just use, like, grilled chicken, or do you use, like, a breaded chicken? Uh, I'm I just have that. chicken, and I throw it in the air fryer, and I air fry it, but first I put the, uh, spice on it. Of course, Jake has to mention his air fryer whenever he can. I mentioned it twice on this show. Total. You know these those air fryer people. Those crazy air frying people. But find this is not the point of Westboro's. The point of Westboro's is that we're still on we're on Fall Watch 2021. Fall Watch does not end just fall because you catch a little COVID. COVID. Okay, Fall doesn't stop coming. Of course not. On account of the Delta variant, which you should be very scared of, trust me, you should be terrified, cowering in your home, wearing three masks at once, and pumping that vaccine. Doctor Fauci your says this is the time that the Doctor Fauci came running into the village from the woods and said, "This time, this time, the wolf is gonna get us." <laughs> uh, 
so many variants out there to be scared. It's Fall Watch 2021. Fine. And so, you know how pumpkin spice latte is so basic? Fine. You know how it's just so... Like, pumpkin everything, man. Pumpkin's everywhere and it's stupid because you can even buy pumpkin spice deodorant. Okay. So... <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna try to. I have purchased um, pumpkin spice soap, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Okay. This article was just published today, and I'm, I'm gonna try to explain it as far as I can understand it because it doesn't really make much sense. So, the headline is: Pumpkin spice latte is canceled this year, and Native deodorant is giving it a snarky send-off. So, as far as I can tell, this is about the company that put out that pumpkin spice deodorant that everybody made fun of. And they were like, yay, everybody's making fun of it because that's basically free advertising. But now they've decided they want to go the other way and go, oh, now we're going to make fun of it. And that'll make us popular too, I think. I think that's what they're trying to do here. So... <clears throat> As fall approaches, so too does the season of pumpkin spice, a flavor and scent that has become something of an obsession for white women across the United States. Why is it okay to just insult white women? I don't understand why, but anyway. Pair it with an oversized flannel, a Carhartt beanie, and a photo shoot in the leaf pile, and there you have it. Culture. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry you hate good things. This year, though, personal care brand Native has had enough of the season gourd madness. It's retiring its pumpkin spice latte deodorant scent this year, an oft-cited piece of the canonical pumpkin spice product segment. To mark the end of pumpkin spice latte deodorant's four-year run at armpits across the country, Native is kicking off a 14-day roast of the scent with a print ad in the New York Times. Fans are invited to participate on social media by contributing roasts of their own and opting into text from the brand to receive daily roasts. Things like Pumpkin Spice Latte's dating app profile pic is with someone else's dog or Pumpkin Spice Latte is thinking about starting a podcast. Huh? I... Okay. You've got me completely... I'm lost. I'm out in the woods right I now. I know. I know. I'm looking I'm looking for moss on the north side of the tree. I know. I know. I'm going to unpack this as far as I understand it. Alright. So. Okay. This brand native had their pumpkin spice deodorant. Everyone laughs at it. And they go, ha ha, yeah, pumpkin spice deodorant. But now, now they've gotten all the publicity. They've wrung all the mileage out of that that they can. So now <laughs> they've melted for all its yeah. worth. So now they're going the other direction, and they're gonna make fun of it and call it oh. stupid. So they're gonna. So it's just like um, sports takes, you know. People stopped listening after I complained about Tom Brady for like the 18th time. Now yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm wrong. Tom Brady never fell off a cliff. I don't know. Yeah, so now they're... Gotta find something the new. The new ad campaign is roasting pumpkin spice. But but the roasting doesn't really make much sense. Pumpkin spice latte is thinking about starting a podcast. What? I... 
I think. I, I mean, I almost get that one. It's like stereotypical, but basic. Behavior, basic white people. This is what white pumpkin spice latte is a drink for white people who do white people things. That's as far as I can gather. Okay. All right. The roast is also a way to attract some attention before they unveil their next limited edition collection of fall scents. The seasonal drop will be in the same family as pumpkin spice latte, but the brand is keeping details under wraps until its launch. Okay. And that, oh, okay. Here's a here's their new ad. This is their ad I'm looking at from the New York Times. It, it says, "You have bad taste." Drinking a pumpkin spice latte? Ha! This season, we're helping you get better taste and smells. When we first created a pumpkin spice latte deodorant... Well, taste is a subjective matter. Is an objective matter, I should say. Taste is objective, so... We do have to, um... do have to educate these people. When we first created a PSL deodorant, we had no idea we were creating a monster. Our, okay, sorry, I have to pause here to say, there's two, po there's two things, there's two sides here. The side that says pumpkin spice latte is stupid, basic white girl thing, you dumb white people doing white people things. Then there's the other side that says, well stop insult, you only hate PSL because women like it, you're sexist. And I'm like, you're both dumb, shut up. It's just a good thing, can you just let a good thing be a good thing? Anyway, sorry. Our vision was a one-season wonder. The result was four fall-consuming years of pumpkin spice hogging the spotlight. Our highly <laughs> trained noses could tell our products were on the brink of over-smelling their welcome. So this year, we're putting our boot down. We only... Okay, so we only meant to do this for one year, and then we realized that everyone else ruined it, so now we are taking it back. We're squashing the pumpkin spice latte before fall is lost. Cinnamon, cinnamon armpits? Not in this town. Lathering up with nutmeg? Not on our wash. Exuding a cloverwhelming musk? What is this, 2017? There's change in the air, and it doesn't smell like pumpkin spice latte. Starting tomorrow, we're retiring our pumpkin spice latte products with a good old-fashioned comedy roast. And just because we have the nicest ingredients on the bathroom shelf doesn't mean we can't tap into our spicy side and roast pumpkin spice latte's guts. To help burn it to the ground, follow us on Instagram and Twitter or text ROASTED to 29071. I just... I hate it when... I just... I despise corporations trying to start memes, okay? First of all, it's just the worst. It's just awful. Nobody wants this. Shut up and go away. Yeah, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage right away. This is very much a brand awareness play, says Nava's marketing strategy consultant. Rather than focusing on key product benefits, the campaign around canceling pumpkin spice gives it more of a voice than it's had in previous campaigns. Blah blah blah. We tried to hone in on the tone of voice, the brand voice that we want to have. I'm going to say, so far your voice sounds stupid and I'm not going to... It sounds miserable. I don't like your voice. I'm staying far away from your voice, you jerk. You sound like... Sometimes it's hard to describe specifically why something annoys you. You know what I mean? It's just... Yeah. 
Oh yeah, here's their ad. Uh, pumpkin Spice Latte is thinking about starting a podcast. Hashtag Pumpkin Spice Latte gets roasted. Roasts will be texted to anyone on their uh, marketing list every day for two weeks. Oh, that's def. That's. Oh, I want. I want this company to text me every day for two weeks. Deliver that please. straight to my phone. Pumpkin Spice Latte is I need really into Taylor Swift albums. Hashtag Pumpkin Spice Latte gets roasted. I don't know, man. I'm... So these are all just the basic, the same basic white girl jokes, huh? Yeah. This is kind of depressing. Jake, it's hard to find a good Fall is the Worst article. Is it, McLean? Is it? Treading over. No, no, no. It's hard to find ones in like the first couple of results that we haven't trodden over before. I just found this one here from Jezebel. McLean, don't stop it. You stop that right now. You are. <laughs> stop it. Don't even open your mouth. I'm. I have a presentation here. I have. I have two. Look. I knew it. I knew it. This is a manifesto. McLean, there are two different versions of why something is the worst. One is the lazy, cheap, hack, clickbaity headline version, and the other one... Well, I'll get to the other one. That Jezebel one is the other one. Okay. The listicle. First... The listicle articles. Yeah. First is one of the... one of the Probably one of the worst ones I've seen out of the listicle hack ones. From Level.com. There's not even a name attached to it. It just says, by the level editors. So already I'm just annoyed. Yeah. I'm just annoyed already. Titled, Six Reasons Fall is Trash. Have fun raking those Fall. leaves. All right. Fall is trash, dude. And I'll warn you, <laughs> this one, this one's uh, just language warning for the kids. Um, number six, nobody gives a D about a 40-degree day. One day at an earlier job, I was trying to tell my boss about the productive A work day I've just completed. I'll never forget his response. He leaned toward me and said the following. So you got one, huh? That's good. That's like a 40-degree day. Ain't nobody got nothing to say about a 40-degree day. 50? Bring a smile to your face. 60? Yes! Redacted! Is D near barbecuing on that MF'er? Go down to 20? Redacted! Get their B on! Get their blood complaining! But 40? Nobody give a F about 40. Nobody remember 40 and y'all redacted is giving me way too many 40-degree days. What the F? What the hell? I have no... Were you talking to a homeless man? <laughs> like, what? We are, is your boss the crackhead outside of 7-Eleven? <laughs> uh, nobody loves 40-degree days, and fall gives way too many 40-degree days. I love 40-degree days, so you can get out of here with that. Number five. I mean, I one person has to like 40-degree days, and that totally goes out the window, so... Number five, the dumb A time change. At this point, I don't know which oh, time no. change is the right one or the wrong one. All I know is when time goes back one hour in the fall, suddenly it's getting dark before Toonami is over, and that's big trash. Question, what is Toonami? Not a clue. I feel like I've heard that before. Is that a cartoon? I want to say that's some kind of cartoon. I don't know. Hold on, I'm gonna look anime? this up. I'm gonna look this up real quick. Toonami. Oh, it's cartoons. Yeah, yeah, it's anime cartoons oh. like Cartoon Network or something. Um, go outside. Touch grass. Uh, touch some grass. 
if March is here to save the daylight, then fall is here to kidnap it and throw it off the Empire State Building. No one enjoys this! Really? Nobody enjoys... Okay. Alright. Uh, Number four. No one does. No one does. Number four. The holidays are trash. Columbus Day oh. takes place in the fall. <laughs> That's all he says about Columbus Day. <laughs> That's all I have to just, say about you that. You already know it's literally the worst thing ever invented. That's all I have to say. Oh, that's not enough for you? Okay, well then... Truly no comment. There's either. Halloween. A holiday that's technically not a holiday because people still gotta go to school. I can't Halloween too hard because I have class tomorrow. Whack. Halloween is just recess sponsored by Party City. Alright, McClain. You wanna guess what she's about to say next? What the... Uh, she's probably gonna make a point about how, you know, the stock market kind of starts dipping in the fall, you know, you gotta watch the trends harder with Black Friday coming up and everything. Thanksgiving? Some, some of those financial things. Thanksgiving is an ode to genocide. I, I was sure she was gonna say pumpkin spice everything. Did she already say that? Shout out she to, to that, shout she? out to Black Friday, though. So, oh. this lady hates Halloween, hates Columbus Day, Thanksgiving is an ode to genocide. Black Friday is cool in her book. Black Friday's fine. I I Nothing don't think I'm gonna be one. friends with this that's person. That's my favorite holiday. I just I honestly don't think that's going to happen. Nah. Number three. Pumpkin spice tastes like peed on potpourri. Ah. Hit send. I was, I was one thing away. Number two. Fall marks the end of summer. Summer is summer. undoubtedly the best season. This is not up for debate. Fall is the end of all that fun. It's the iceberg at the end of the summertime cruise. Imagine wanting to put away your thigh-high shorts and tees and pulling out, like, turtlenecks yep. and cummerbunds and brunch boots or whatever the age you wear in the fall. I know, I hate putting away my thigh-high shorts. Number one. Fall won't even exist in, like, ten years. Why love something... <laughs> Why love something that you know <laughs> climate change one, will one day leave you? Unless you're some QAnon fool or haven't noticed that the skies on the <laughs> the skies on the west coast are the same color as Sunny D, you know that climate change is upon us. The first season to go in that thing fall. You know what proves climate change? Wildfires. We're gonna go from summer straight to winter to a weekend of spring and then back to summer. Your grandchildren will have no concept of autumn. So congratulations, climate change deniers. You love fall and Breitbart. End of article. <laughs> that took a that took a massive turn that I didn't expect, but I'm not surprised by. That took a whole editorial staff to write that, by the way. <laughs> They had all their best people, and you know how things are always done better in committees. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Now, look, 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 listen, look, listen. <laughs> Before I get to the Jezebel article, here's the thing. Here's look, here, the thing. Listen. Some people just want to be bitter and miserable, and they will write stuff like this to perpetuate their bitter misery. 
do they actually believe Thanksgiving is a relative genocide? They don't, but if they repeat it enough, it'll help keep them miserable. They're looking for a misery high. They're just looking for something to complain about because that's all they got in life. They they're don't doom scrolling. They, they don't believe in God. They don't have meaning or purpose outside of the social causes they read about on Twitter. There's no room for reverence, so everything can be racist. Everything can be the worst. Joy and contentment are not allowed. They, they're not allowed to be happy about something. There's no objective value out there. It's just a constant life of tearing things down. You just, it's a miserable, horrible, detestable life. That being said, okay, so that's, that's one side of Fall is the Worst, the cheap, hacky, listicle article, and then you get the, um, how do I describe it? The existential dread. There's an, um, there's a certain um, subset of the, the, the social justice-minded black activism, uh, female gay, I don't know, throw anything, throw the liberal stuff into a blender, pour it out into a journalist, and there's a subset of them who think they're very poetic, and they're gonna, and they're gonna explain to you their opinions with a very, I, I don't know, how do I describe these are it? The, these are the writers that, these are the journalists that still think their English degree was worth it. Yes, okay, here's what it is. They take something very simple. They take something very... They, they take their political stance, which is very easy to understand, very simple, and they try to make it sound more deep than it is by adding a million words and going to the thesaurus and writing this long poetical thing about it, but it's like, no, you're saying the same thing everyone else is saying. You just made it 20 times longer. So this is an article in that vein. Fall is the worst season! By Gia Tolentino. On Jezebel.com. And I, I saw this article. I was ready to drop this one on you, Jake, but I got it pulled up right now. But you you were way ahead of me. You were prepared. Well, great, McLean. It's fall now, so you can tuck away those freckles and dim that dazzled stupor of being skin warm and lazy and slightly more alive. Just a minute ago, you had in your hand a copper cup sweating ginger beer and mint all over it like grass on your knees. Now you've got a torture rack of number two pencils and a guy trailing behind you pretending he's being shot for J. Crew. And where mornings brighten into afternoons, melted in the twilight, deep into the dark, damp, hot forever, you've now got a day that's organized like effing high school. Mornings brighten into afternoons, melted into twilight, deepen into dark, hot, damp forever. Do you live in a swamp? That sounds terrible. Ew. I think I think a lot of these people also have this idea of uh, they're very self-centered in that they believe that their experiences are all universal experiences. When most of the time, I have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. We don't all live in L.A., lady. <laughs> we don't all live in L.A. and have sex with guys we met by snorting coke in the porta potty of the you know, concert the that we did earlier in the summer. Vice Canada is on is on a whole different level, bro. Nothing's changed about it, really, except that fall feeling. Time to wake up early. Time to work. Time to check your to-do list, in which the last item is die. So you just admitted that nothing's changed about it, except, like, internally how you feel. So your solution is not to change your outlook and instead just whine, dude. Alright, I got a, I got a recommended article right in the middle of this article. The headline is, Don't Call Them Riots, They're Black Rebellions. <laughs> that, that, that reminds me... That reminds me 
of uh, I was cashiering, not recently because I have COVID, but a couple weeks ago I was cashiering, and in the check stands we have the magazines, and I think it was Us Weekly, the uh, headline, it was this giant fat woman that was like 250 pounds, and the headline in big bold type was, don't call me fat. <laughs> And I had a customer come through that was like, that sounds like something you say that that's definitely going to work. That's going to that's gonna get people to stop calling you that. <laughs> Blaine, Don't call them riots. Blaine, I have a very, I have a very poetic thing to read to you here. You're making a mockery of it. The, the, the deep, the My meaning. My apologies. Uh, there, there's so much imagery the here nuance. that she's going to use, all right? Just get swept up in her use of language, her art. Fall is the year's Sunday, cheerful industriousness that flips imperceptibly into terror, buoyed by the pitch-black gurgle of never having enough time. Fall is seasonal twilight, the kind where the air drops 20 degrees when the sun disappears behind the buildings, and you look around, suddenly detached from your body, having lost track of your desires. Fall is the season of requirement, when your brain turns on again and you're opening envelopes and filing papers and remembering you never sent the wedding gifts and you've got the sensation of a, of a downhill with the requirement of an uphill, and your soft drawer is an absolute crime zone, and you've got the taste of iron in your mouth. That made no sense. What on earth did you just try to say to me? I think this makes a lot more sense if you read it like a spoken word poem. Oh yeah, bongos in the background. Hand claps. You think you're so smart, don't you? The requirement of an uphill and your sock door is an absolute crime zone. And you've got the taste of iron. Also, not only did that make absolutely no sense, it was unrelatable. I did scroll a little bit ahead in the article and caught the phrase, we think we live in a post-racial America, <laughs> and I'm just waiting to see how this is going to tie in. You're spoiling things, Blaine. This is a... I just, I cannot wait to see how that how that connects. Blaine, this is a non-narrative story. You gotta let it flow. <laughs> Fall is the worst season. I need some bongos in the background. It sounds like, I don't know, because like, she's she's acting like she's going back to school or something, but like, you're an adult, lady. I think you're right. This like, is a this is spoken word poetry. <laughs> Seasons are taught to us like a foursquare, a perfect schematic in which every part pulls equal weight to form harmonious whole. This is a lie. The repetition of a cycle does not imply peace. The placement of seasons matters greatly. Each must be weighed in conjunction with its neighbors. Like conversations, seasons devolve, but they begin beautifully. Fall comes as tempered relief after summer, which comes as bright release after spring, which comes as capricious but blossoming happiness after so long in the cold. What I mean is that seasons <laughs> always get better, with one exception. Fall is the only season after which the next one is definitely worse. Oh, yeah, I can feel the so, flow. Like, Give me a like soy latte while God? I ruminate on my... Oh, yeah. Oh, buddy. Oh, I saying, feel like, it God now. messed up the seasons? <laughs> Let me just say that the existence of broccoli does not make <laughs> chocolate taste any better. Oh, John Green theology. I love it. That's what you that's might what you say. Genre. And the... I see the entire next paragraph is in parentheses, so this ought to be good. That just My, that just sounds like you, you should have edited this paragraph out. You might say it's that internal devolution that matters, that provides, that proves decline is the norm and not the exception. I hear it. Fall ends in brittleness, winter in desperation, summer in the garbage, the undecided heat. 
However, I was raised in the... You should agree give me that one? I was raised in the 100-degree urban swamp of Houston, Texas, outside the cultural centers where big fall prevails, i.e. I love garbage and will not be distracted from the central issue. So you admit here that you were raised in a 100-degree urban swamp, you didn't grow up with fall, but now you think that the the, the standard for people is that 100-degree urban swamp is what people want to, that should be the weather year-round. You're a psycho. Well, I mean, in 10 years, fall's not going to exist, and that's all we're going to have. So <laughs> that is true. That is true. I forgot about that. 60% of I'm people... I'm writing that down. I'm writing that down so to make sure it doesn't turn into a cold <laughs> take. 60% of people in a recent unscientific poll on this website picked fall as their favorite season, and only 2%, i.e. me, my phone, and my work computer, picked fall as the worst so, this lady wants a more scientific poll of which season is your favorite. What does she mean, only 2% i.e. me, my phone, and my work computer picked fall as the worst? Oh, she's just ranting that she's the only one who thinks fall is the worst. It's unbelievable. Also, this webpage has not stopped loading since I pulled it up, which I think is just due to all the um, pop-up ads on it. Things getting cold is... refreshing ads. Thanksgiving cold is just not a theme worth honoring. Fall is an off-ramp straight into the worst time of your life. But what about the people who actually like winter best, you might say? I don't know. What about the people who actually think we live in a post-racial America? So let, let, let that little thought nugget sink into your head there. Just ruminate on that for a while, okay? Can you go back? <laughs> Can we rewind? People think that winter's the best, but well, what about people who live, who think we live in a post-racial America? Things getting cold is not just a theme worth honoring. Falls an off-ramp straight into the worst time of your life. But what about the people who actually like winter best, you might say? I don't know. What about the people who actually think we live in a post-racial America? Just ponder that for a while. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to take a minute on that one, Jake. If we if we could just take a brief a brief interlude with if you could you add some like intermission music because I uh I don't know if I can if I can just move right, right on here. Look, um, McLean, McLean, there are people who say they like winter best, <laughs> roughly eleven percent of people, but this is a cohort dominated by children. Who disproportionately prefer winter because of the presents, the school break, and the fact they don't have to buy their own coats. You know, you, how many coats do you have to? You can just buy one, and like, it'll last a few seasons. <laughs> um, I, th- I think you're look. Sometimes uh, when you're a woman, uh, and and you have certain miserable political leanings. <laughs> And um, you're very into social justice and, and, and activism. There's not a lot of time to, you know, eat foods that aren't full of carbohydrates. So there's 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 a, there's a trend of, you know what? Don't call her fat. Just don't do it. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> All right. Fair there's enough. also. There are also, of course, a certain number of well-adjusted people who are able to appreciate all seasons for what they are. I live with one of those. That's not even true. 
I clicked on I clicked on that Gallup poll, and by age group, 18% of 18 to 29 year olds said that they liked Winter the best. 12% of 30 to 49 year olds said they liked Winter the best. 9% of 50 to 64 year olds said they liked Winter the best, and 4% of 65 years and older said they liked Winter the best in 2005. That's just not true. <laughs> you you told an untruth back there. But like, you know how there's some people out there who like all seasons and and aren't like miserable and don't just hate I, things you know, for no reason. I clicked reason? on her other poll. I clicked on her other poll that was um, which season do you is the best and which is the worst? I mean, I clicked on fall just a bugger, but like I couldn't think of a season that was the worst. <laughs> there's only four and they're all fine. Behind, you sound like a person who doesn't absolutely hate a season, which is stupid. You're an idiot for doing that. I live with one of these people, and clearly, his life cries out for a strong rethinking. Yeah, why aren't you more miserable? <laughs> Be more like me. I got a lot going on here. The thing to remember, anyway, is that all these GD winner lovers, masochists, children, holiday fetishists, weather Pollyannas, are complaining like the rest of us come February. There's no way around winner's merciless brutality, which is the exact thing that redeems it. Honesty impairs anyone competing for the S crown of the worst. Fall is as superficially blissful as it is internally deceptive, but winter has the exact same surface and essence. It's pain as opposed to anxiety. It's preferable to fall in the same way that I'd rather be dead than thinking about it. That was deep. I gotta lay down. Oh man. <laughs> oh, oh boy. She's just too oh. smart for me. Oh my brain, my tiny brain. <laughs> Winter only flourished with dishonesty, <laughs> actually with the involvement of those aforementioned holiday fetishists. Hey, do you like celebrating holidays? What kind of monster do you like are happy you? happy times? Oh, what, do you like genocide? Do you like happy times? Do you like you celebrating genocide? Are you, are you over here celebrating genocide, guys? Are you, are you genocidally celebrating right now, that genocide? These people are intolerable by Christmas and maniacal for New Year's and by Valentine's animate piles of sales session CVS trash. I'm not talking the jolly homemaker. They like big dinners and getting together. The true holiday fetishist is a product of overheated capitalism, a festivity camouflage modern day ghoul. It all comes back to communism, doesn't it? I the holiday fetishist loves rituals of consumption, no matter their substance, and these rituals of consumption really get going in the fall. Alright, McLean, let's get ready for a, Mar a Marxist breakdown of why fall is actually a capitalist oh, plot. Let me scroll up, double check the name on here, Jaya, Gia? Okay. Jaya, go outside and touch some grass, please. You've been inside on the internet way too long. You are, you McClane, are way too activism. focused on this. She's busy with activism, McLean. This is going to bring meaning and purpose to her life. You don't understand. She's going to be a much happier person at the end of the day. All right, all right, give it to me. All right, <clears throat> the Marxist breakdown of our capitalist fall system. It all starts with the back to school feeling, a sensation beloved by consumer, freaks. Consumer freaks. Uh, what, what was it that Larry Larry said? Um, consumer gluttons. 
consumer gluttons. That was it. That's a good one. Gospel according to Larry. Jan this Tashi. feeling is prim, ambitious, organized, high-strung, pedantic, and subtly deviant. Driven by an instinct that's like a narc inside the heart, the back-to-school feeling manifests materially in various accessories of regimentation and office LARPing. I really need Bogos, man. This sounds like a Sean Penn novel right now. <laughs> And school supplies, which mainly consist of containers for other school supplies. They're cute and fine in their proper context, distracting children as they're trained for the workforce. But to crave the sensation of the objects without being crapped within the institution that requires them is twisted beyond measure. It's political kitsch, it's regression to a dollhouse. Fresh pencils screech those malcontent psyches. Please, teacher, give me a task. And yet inside, the animal self reigns. It sounds like I'm listening to that Eminem freestyle from a couple years back. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> uh. As an adult, there are other fall purchases to consider, mostly in the apparel arena subcategory, comfort is a lie. Time to shine, collarbone shivery girl in a molting pyramid of throw blankets, it's your season. Guy who's ever considered the crime of fingerless gloves. Oh yeah, you like your sweaters, you like to be cozy, what a nice mug. So oversized, hope those fall flavors catch like sourceless emotion. Liquid dim crack in your throat. But of course, sweaters and mugs, at least being functional, are not the worst things you could buy in the fall. The worst things in any situation are those which are primarily or purely decorative like fall, one might say itself. Those gourds, what are those re-signifying? Latent Puritanism. It's decorative gourd season. Forget the M efforts as a dictionary synonym for I am white. It's a really hot coffee pot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, McLean, if you've ever bought a pumpkin, you just buy it into the whiteness. Classic white person behavior right there. Jaya, does this person, I don't know. Does this person that have any legitimate, like, giant friends? Like, does anyone actually hang out with this person and enjoy their company? Because I feel like you'd have a hard time doing that. Like, this is one of those, like, with the Vice article, it became, instead of just, like, criticizing an article for, like, being anti-summer or whatever, it was like, you're talking about doing lines of coke <laughs> I can't, this is something completely different you're completely off the deep end she just she just got so into the the marxist like smashing everything and deconstructing everything here's why this is actually terrible because of all the white people capitalism and you you, you do that long enough and like there's nothing left you have no respect for anything and you just how is this cup of water racist? Well, uh, proper hydration is is um, promoted by white people going back to the 16th century. And really, they just want you drinking water so that you're distracted. And, and companies like Nestle will sell you water in bottles because they want you buying their products to hook you into the capitalist system. Like, it doesn't end. Like, you could do this forever, and you're just going to end up miserable and, and depressed. And, like, what are you doing? Stop. For your own mental and health, stop doing point, this. At a certain point, it's like with the flat earthers. You could be right about this 100%. What difference does it make, dude? It's destroying your life. Alright. Uh, well, at least, at least, at least Jaya hasn't talked about Thanksgiving and smallpox blankets yet. 
Oh, we're getting there. We're getting there. Hey, McLean, don't let's huh? not you know let's not assume she won't. False color scheme is just another thing detached from its native origins and permanently associated with a long series of Mayflower babies, from the settlers who start up with smallpox Thanksgiving to the men who go to coffee shops to stroke their book spines and pretend to read. This would all In even be bearable. It was pretty foolish of me to not think she'd mention. I'm just kidding. This is, I saw that. This is a I pretty a this is a pretty academic work so far, McLean. I don't know. Just stop laughing. I'm learning a lot here. This, this with like, all, she's just checking off one stereotype after the other. This would all even be bearable if the material palette weren't tied so sternly to Fall's forced activities, which also reek of a certain Jamestown swagger. Their Protestant work ethic pageants masquerading as, well again, you'll have to tell me the draw. Holiday parties at least glitter a little. Summer's mandatory relaxation is openly hedonistic, but Fall asks you to go do farm work. I'll go apple picking. Lazy and dumb. That's the that's why she likes summer. It's lazy and dumb. Yeah, picking apples, you just buy it into the white supremacy, McLean. I'll go apple picking at the 7-Eleven or go F myself, buddy. Hand me your stein back and save that hayride for yourself. No haunted house can outscare a bar when the lights come on. And all these things are about as photogenic, unlike with other rights engineered for photography. Coachella, engagements, children, pictures at a pumpkin patch have never once in history looked good. That is objectively false. Huh? I don't even understand what point you're trying to make at this point, are you? You're just doing word association now, I don't even... And yet you'll say there's nothing more beautiful than a fall day. Fall is uncontroversially celestially beautiful, the light trapping each afternoon in slow amber, the sensation of aerated translucence, the futurist roosterish graduation of the leaves. Two years ago, I lived in a pale blue duplex in Michigan with a Japanese maple on the front lawn, its plumage always colored within the autumnal schematic. We grow especially sharp, super saturated for a few weeks during fall, blood red. It would switch and shiver right outside my window in the wind and I loved it and I would go to sleep loving it and then I'd wake up one morning with a debauched murder mattress of feather leaves on my sidewalk and above it a skeleton tree the wages of fall is death its beauty is predicated on mortality. The forces that push us towards comfort and industry in this season are, despite fall people's love of them, just ways of pulling us out of that undertow which drags us and drags us, draws that incandescent honey light across the city like a bow across strings at a frequency whose lowest register is inaudible unease. It's true that there's a magnificence in the way things go about dying, although even this poignancy is nauseating as winter comes every year, but winter will come in our more personal sense eventually the permanent one and where will your big effing scarf be then this has been my slam poetry reading uh leave a tip with the uh, waitress over there uh get a soy latte for me in the back thank you thank you i'll be here all week that was a learning experience i think <laughs> that was a trip he just spewed pseudo-intellectual drivel for, like, five pages. What so, was that? Let's, let's, um, let's re- let's- let's recap. Um, she said nothing about fall actually changes. There's no difference. 
and fall is actually an uncontroversially celestial beautiful season. Um, Kim is just beautiful, but she can't she can't like it because it's too white and there's capitalism and like <clears throat> pilgrims murdered Indians and it was pilgrims they were all about genocide they just loved genocide back then that's what they were all about that's why we can't like fall. What a captivating individual. Oh, looks like there's plenty of uh, this material on the old on the old YouTube too. So I think I think it might be a good time to pop over there. <laughs> um, McLean, can you can you capture the YouTube audio? Uh, and what what do you mean? I mean, can you like last time? Yeah. Pull up. Type in BuzzFeed, worst things about fall, whine about it. Okay. Just a little on-air production meeting here. Yeah. Uh, it's got a it's got a fat soy guy in the thumbnail, so you should recognize it right away. This dude looks like he's... I think you're underestimating how many... This dude looks like he never hit puberty. <laughs> this dude never hit puberty. Look at him. He's got a... He's got the baby smooth, like his arms. He's... He's like a shaved... Oh. He's a shaved little boy. Oh, this is a next level soy boy for sure. Yeah, this is, uh, this is a weekly video series where Matt Belisai gets drunk at his desk and complains about stuff. We had a gauge. Uh, What's that? Gauge? Can you at least say something on the microphone? Huh? Can you at least say something to the mic? I, I would appreciate that. Gauge isn't wearing any pants. Sweet. Was that the briefest Gage cameo on Westboro's ever? That was the briefest gup date. <laughs> Gage came in to give us an update on his pants situation. Non-existent. And then he left. This mad guy, man. <laughs> Fall is like the Batman. <laughs> oh, boy. Is what the description of this video is. 1.9 million views on this bad boy from five years ago. Let's see. Let me... Position this microphone and cause horrible ear rape in the process. Alright. I guess this is supposed to be BuzzFeed's version of Adam Ruins Everything. BuzzFeed's version of Adam's Ruin Everything with less production. With an even with an even gayer looking man. With with a more with a, a less masculine man. I mean, look at production. this guy. He's got to be pushing 250, and a he's like... A weekly video series where Matt Belisassi gets drunk at his desk and complains about stuff. That's that's little, content. You took a 12-year-old boy, made him instantly become 30 without going through puberty, fed him a bunch of soy, and slapped those stupid glasses on him. These are some great comments, too. I know uh, I'm being harsh, decision, man, but, but it's we're like... we're gonna have to live with it most of my life decisions. <laughs> I know, I know I'm being harsh here, but, like, BuzzFeed... Do they have, like, a checklist when they hire guys? Like, they have to look like this? Because it's just, it's comical, man. Alright, play Again, it. Play the video. The, 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 um, I just want to say, the, uh, the Venn diagram of people who believe in feminism and women's rights and the people who also think fall is annoying because it appeals to basic white girls it's a it's a it's just a circle <laughs> all right here's matt from buzzfeed 
fall and pumpkins in Halloween. Got my poncho on because it's fall. This is the most depressing thing I've ever seen. We've got this large round boy. Um, ponchoed up. Uh, oh gosh. Okay, okay. He's got okay. poncho on, he's spreading leaves. Yeah, he's, he's just chugging his wine. He's a little bit louder than I expected it to. Hey everyone, my name is Matt Bellasai, and this is Wine Hi, About Matt. It, a weekly video series Oh, it's dad. wine about it because he drinks wine. Yeah, uh -huh. funny. Mm. It's good. This man looks like he has never been outside of his life. If I asked him to touch grass, he wouldn't know what to do. Oh, thank you. Very oh, boy. Guess what? Fall blows a little bit. It's all time. We just admitted that to ourselves. Got on with our lives. Let's drink. I am now noticing that in the recommendation, there's another one about episode about Halloween. Uh, and he's dressed up as Donald Trump. So I'm assuming that one is hilarious as well. Probably comedy gold. Probably, but let's focus on this one for now. So far, he's been, you know, just as effeminate and um, inappropriate <laughs> as I would expect. <laughs> this is my role model, McLean. Please don't insult him. Apple cider. I think I need to add some rum. Drink cider and rum. It's a fall drink. It's a fall drink. What? McLean, you're gonna have to give me a play-by-play -play because I, I can't see it right now. Okay, um... Oh, okay, so first off, he's drinking... Uh, well, in the beginning of the video, he was wearing a giant sweater poncho thing, and he was throwing leaves around. He drank from a giant fake Starbucks cup. Um, now he's drinking apple cider and rum. From a giant wine glass. It's it's a big wine glass, and it says on it, "I limit myself to one glass a day." So it's a it's kind of quirky. And oh. it, he's also an alcoholic. You get the humor there. That's very uh, funny. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's got I'd say two, maybe three chins. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He was employee of the month at BuzzFeed for 39 straight months. <laughs> no way. No way. That's it's not true. true. Oh, it's true. He's the face of BuzzFeed. Let's be real. Oh, that was a bad decision. But we have to live with it. Alright. Okay, so that brings... I, I said this previously, but that is the quote. Um, in one of the comments, someone says, That was a bad decision, but we're going to have to live with it. Most of my life decisions... I'm a terrible human being. Get, I'm, I'm terrible. I like, any self I like any self-confidence. First of all, let's just get this out of the way. Pumpkin okay, sorry, pause. Sorry, uh, McLean, McLean. Pumpkin is a flavor. McLean. Yeah. I, I know I, I called it, I called I said it was gay earlier. I'm sorry. He is gay. Oh, so... He, so we he attended were right. a, according to his Wikipedia, he, he is gay. He attended a pride parade for the first time at the age of 19. He considers Honey Boo Boo and Ellen DeGeneres as LGBTQ icons. Just for a little backstory, just so you get his, you know, personality down. There we go. Can we... Can we dig deeper into that Honey Boo Boo thing, or...? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he... Uh, do you know... Uh, this is a real Pumpkin's man. Pumpkin's bad. Pumpkin's bad. 
Yeah, yeah. Bitch, I hadn't heard that take before. It was manufactured by Starbucks to make people in furry up boots shit their yoga pants. You know what pumpkin is? A vegetable. That thing that you're all blowing your leafy loads over is damn vegetable juice with a little bit of whip spit on top of it. This sounds like a lovely person. What the f is a squash? All I know is pumpkin tastes Never heard like of squash before? on a sand castle. Pumpkin is just like nature's genital wart. Okay, we all we all deal with it. We all deal with it. I can see subscribing to this guy and watching these videos every That's, week. Everybody's just insufferable during fall. Oh, you want to go watch? Yeah, the aren't they though, Matt? Matt? That's what they say. You want to go look at all the colorful foliage, foliage, foliage? That's what they say. You want to go sit by the fire and grip a mug with two hands and talk about maple trees and squash patches and ride it in the back of a tractor with hay driven by a guy in a flannel shirt named Burl? Enough. Enough. Why don't you and your chunky Ralph Lauren scarf go jump into a lake? Go jump into a lake. So I'm based off this video, the recommendations around it, I think this man might be a content farm for West Bros. <laughs> it's very possible. Honestly, um, this isn't even, this is, this is, he's just reading off the same BuzzFeed articles about why fall's the worst that I've read a thousand times. Hey, pumpkin's bad. What, you like, it's a vegetable, you like fall buddy. things? Hey, stupid. Pumpkin's a vegetable, by the way, so. It's bad. Vegetables are bad. Yeah, my sense of humor never evolved past the third grade. What do you ask? Next, squirrels. Okay, the squirrels are angriest what the? in the fall than they are at any other time of the year. Because all I care about is getting their berries and their acorns and their pastries. This they do. Squirrels love pastries. As a matter of fact, November 17, 2012. I baked myself a tray of delicious, warm, soft Pillsbury sugar cookies. Baked them all by myself. And boy, it looks like you eat a lot of those, buddy, so, yeah. And come back an hour later, and what do I see? A massacre. Crumbs everywhere. All over the floor, all over the table, all over the ground my cookies were. Exhibit B! This motherfucker. He's holding up printed out pictures of a... Of the squirrel that supposedly ate his cookies. Um, this is... Oh, okay. This is, um... This is turning into something weird, Jake. <laughs> Didn't outside my window, peeping in with his motherfucking beady little eyes. He knows. He knows what he's doing. Not believing me yet? You don't believe what the squirrel did it? Exhibit C! That's another One picture. week later. Who do I find right outside my window again with another pastry that he stole from someone else's kitchen? He brought it back right to my windowsill just to taunt me, just to throw it in my face. I'm sorry. You <laughs> I did? Scroll past, I scrolled past a video thumbnail of his. In which, in which he's lamenting, millions will never know the joy of being gay. <laughs> okay. <coughs> All right, you can continue. 
Now that sounds like an, a, a video I need in my sub box. Um, I am a little confused right now because he's like, the reasons why fall is bad. One, pumpkin is a vegetable. Two, squirrels are angry. And then he okay. tells the story that are we supposed to believe is true? Or what? In my apartment and steal my homemade sugar cookies? No. It's a false world. They're f***ing monsters. Next, everyone wants to know apple picking. Why? Why? You want me to pay $40 to drive because it's to fun. the orchard and pick wormy apples off the ground? You pick them from the, the trees. You'll take me apple picking you might as well carry around my corpse. We're gonna be carried around a damn bushel of apples. Also, while we're on the subject of apples, apple pie is disgusting. Someone needs to say it. I don't give a shit if you think apple pie is delicious. It's a bunch of hot, goopy, slimy apple slices. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There, 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 there's a high carb, sugary snack he doesn't like? I know. I know. Hey, you know this popular thing, Jake? People like it? Not quite as good as you might think. Bit of a hot take, I know, but I'm... I'm out there on the cutting edge of journalism here at BuzzFeed.com. McLean, would you like to hear from, from Matt's... Matt's... McLean, please, Jake, please. We don't... Let's finish this up. What about pumpkin pie, man? Yeah. Fall is like the bathroom at a Taco Bell. It's gloomy. I feel wet for some reason. I have no idea what. I'm sure he spent a lot of time in the Taco Bell bathroom. Something that looks a little bit like swamp water. But by all means, cream your jeans because you saw orange leaf. That's what I said to everybody. Like, oh, I love fall. You can cover it up all you want with your pumpkin spice latte, and you're still in the middle of a Taco Bell bathroom. No idea what you're doing with your life. Yeah, because you you got it all together, man. Thank you for watching this week. As always, you can find our videos every week. Oh. Oh, he's on Tumblr. Wouldn't have guessed that one. I I only get my advice from people like Matt, who clearly... They got it going on. They have their life together. They're um, getting drunk at their BuzzFeed office in their 500-pound <laughs> chair, <laughs> telling me, telling me what's what with the world. Yeah, beacon of. Uh, uh, here's a couple other sanity here. <laughs> here's a couple of other um, Matt videos from his series. To be honest. Um, the worst thing about wearing clothes and reasons exercising is the worst. So I'm sure those are bangers, but I'll save those so, for now. I I don't know how comfortable I am with this 300-pound man promoting nudism, but okay. Uh, the worst things about the holidays is told by Matt Belasi. 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 Uh, whatever. Uh, so I'm assuming family, talking with your family's not on there. That's probably not something he brings up. While the holidays are a time of joy and love and cheer, there's also sucky stuff. Just ask Matt Belisai, New York-based social media virtuoso. Emerged from BuzzFeed's Wine About It videos, made a full-time profession out of getting drunk and complaining about life. So it sounds like he's just a... You should really look up to this guy. He knows he... I bet. 
Army. Why, why? Why does anybody? Okay. Uh, He's the, the author the, the of the book, Everything is awful. Is I feel awful. like a collection of essays. I feel like my mom starts talking about Thanksgiving like two months in advance. What are we going to do? Who's coming? And by the time we get there, it's always the same every year. Everyone shows up at two, and they're gone by seven. And I'm like, all this madness over nothing. It's a meal. It's a big meal, but it's a meal. I mean, I guess when every meal is Thanksgiving for Matt, then there's not really much of a difference. Holiday travel is awful. This past month I've been on an airplane every day, so I'm like a pro. I know exactly where to whip my back so I don't hit anyone in the face. It's around holidays when most people who are not pros are traveling. My number one pet peeve is when people get off the airplane, walk down the hallway, get to the entrance, and stand right in front of the door while they figure out which way to go. No, step aside. Shopping is awful. There's just all the work and none of the thrill when you have to give a gift to someone else. Uh, okay, you sound like a jerk. <laughs> do you remember how people... You know how people say, like, Giving is better than receiving, and I've seen like posts on social media that'll have like reaction of people like getting gifts, and then people will comment like, "Yeah, giving like a gift that you really know someone likes is better than get receiving a gift." <laughs> it's like, no. Cooking is awful. I avoid it at all costs. I'm here to eat what everybody else makes. You're a leech, man. I believe it. Dinner table politics. Now, now, it sounds like you're going to agree with him on this one. Dinner table politics are awful, especially in the current climate. We just need a blanket rule that we can only talk about food and that's it. Because I'm the... So... <laughs> so it sounds like, oh yeah, I hate it when I sit down for Thanksgiving and like your family member is just like, Oh, you voted for this guy. That's stupid. I got to argue with it now. And you're like, yeah, I'm with you. Oh wait, what's this say? Because I'm the type of person where my claws will come out of the table if I disagree. So I want to make sure we get to dessert before I have to punch someone in the face because they say something idiotic. Seems like you're the problem here, man. <laughs> you know you know how Thanksgiving's always annoying when you gotta talk politics with your family, and then of course, you have to restrain yourself from murdering everybody at the table, and you're laughing over their dead bodies, and spreading their blood across the wall, and spilling out. <laughs> Matt... <laughs> Oh, Matt. Oh, Matt, Matt, Matt. Let's see what else you got here. Um. Um. Okay, McLean, what did you have? Uh, not much. Matt, on <laughs> one of his tweets that just pops up on the Google results. If you're in a happy and cute gay relationship this holiday season, keep that filth to yourself. Oh, they, he I is on, he is on, um, Twitter. Interesting. Oh, his, his well, of course he's on. Says, of course he's on Twitter, McLean. Twitter think, is the home for these people. Now, I don't know, I don't know, I don't want to, I don't want to say this without confirming, but I think he might be gay. Do you think? <laughs> gay and overwhelmed. I'm starting a newsletter. It's called This is Gay Culture. And it's all about the things I've decided are super gay. Hint, everything. <laughs> I'm shocked. You think everything is gay. Uh, everything can't be gay and racist at the same time, though. You gotta make up your mind. Alright. Alright, How do some Before gays have so more. much energy? All I wanna do is sleep. Might be the carbs, I don't know. I think we've, uh, what time you got there? 
Time for a little treat. Me, right after I finish oh. a little treat. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. <laughs> this guy's making millions a year working for BuzzFeed. <laughs> I'm, uh... Why Hollis the worst season? Hollis the worst season? <laughs> you know, for our slash unpopular opinion... <laughs> Noticing a lot Jake, of fall is the worst season. I was gonna read that off. You weren't though. You were reading Matt's tweets. I was. I was gonna get to it. This really doesn't seem like a very unpopular opinion these days. In fact, I'd say uh, it might be a popular opinion. No, wait a second. No, I remember what I was gonna read off Reddit. American football might be the worst sport ever. Oh, I'm ready. We can save this for next week. Give me the give me the football updates. The Hello, football updates of Fall Watch 2021. Popular opinion. I just don't get football. Why do so many people watch this sport again? They play a few seconds, then they stand around for a few minutes so that they can play a few seconds again. In fact, there's only about 11 minutes of actual gameplay per game. 11 minutes. You watch a three-hour program filled with ads to watch 11 minutes of actual gameplay. The pacing is pretty bad for the sport. Unlike ice hockey, where there is a flow and you can get a few minutes of actual gameplay at a time. If you watch the game on TV, you're either watching people standing around or commercials for the majority of it, which I think is crazy. Also, shouldn't... Shouldn't the sport be called tackle ball or something instead of football? Where do the feet tackle ever come ball. into play for this game besides running? I know, I know, small nitpick, but it's like, couldn't they come up with another name instead of just copying soccer? This must be Are like an etymology 13? professor or something. <laughs> <laughs> Are you actually rules. 13? So many rules. With a sport like soccer or basketball, you can understand it pretty fast. But with football, oh boy. Limiting rules that come into McLean. play at the end of the game, keeping track of the downs, it's all so much work. If you prefer a video version of this stand. unpopular opinion with more detail, here you go. I cannot stand soccer. I do not understand. The world's obsessed with it, and I hate it. I hate soccer. Can't stand Soccer's it. bad. Soccer's bad. Soccer's bad and boring. People just run around and don't do anything. And never score. Would you like to hear... If I can find it again... I, I had it just a second ago, I swear. I had it. It was... It was there. It was all, Oh, here it is. Let's be about it. Football is boring and overrated by Linda Murray. From 2018 for the Michigan Daily, uh, so she's kind of talking from the perspective of a Michigan Wolverines fan. Glenn, you very vastly underestimated the amount of why follows the worst articles out there on the internet. Yeah, I'm scrolling through hundreds of these things, man. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, the first like ten I clicked on, we had all read before. Oh boy, this is this is gonna be good. So Lydia here, picture the ideal game day, sunny, warm, but not too hot. O'Corn is slated to play, and the renowned University of Michigan team is ranked and ready to win. Thousands of fans flock to Ann Arbor while college kids prepare for a day of revelry. Now picture the game day reality. The weather sucks. 
It's either too hot or too cold. Our team is pretty average at this point. Okay, that that she is right about. Uh, I, I, I don't I don't think Jim Harbaugh's the guy for the Wolverines. She's she's right about Michigan Wolverines being average at this point. The streets are overcrowded and everything is sticky and smells like beer. Before I start, I will admit that I am a hypocrite on this matter. Over the past three football seasons, I bought season tickets, attended tailgates, and on occasion even made it to the actual game. However, I've decided to stop supporting what can only be described as the worst sport and let my true opinions out. There are many issues I have with football, some of which are hard to dispute, like the physical implications for players, and others that many of you will blame on my lack of understanding about the game. You're just a stupid girl who doesn't get the culture of the true American sport. Bah! Some angry white man commenting on my article, probably. Which in many ways is not wrong. I know very little about the rules of football and fill in stereotypes about my gender in that regard, but that does not mean my opinions on football are not valid. Number one, it's dangerous. I probably won't be the first or the smartest person to tell you that football is incredibly dangerous for players. Study after study detail the high risk of brain damage associated with the sport, especially among young players. Ooh, Yet for some scary. Reason, we still worship the sport. Football is still cool. The popular show Friday Night Lights, which I personally hated, but that's another issue, literally had a main character paralyzed, but people still love the program and the sport. Mind-boggling. Sort of like the person that Why can't we just wrap people Wrap people in bubble wrap And make them never do anything hard Because they could get hurt And we're all just grow up like that That seems like a great idea I mean CTE You take take repeated blows to the head That's not good for you (laughs) It took a medical degree To figure that one out Nice Uh, Also some of the Some of the uh, Some of the stuff With the founding of like Uh CTE, some of that's a little sketchy with uh, some of the studies that were put out and all that, So, but I'm not going to get into that. On campus, we worship football players and constantly encourage them to risk serious injury in the name of our entertainment. I'm sure gladiator fights were also sort of fun to watch if you got into it, but that doesn't mean it should be condoned in a modern society. Also, it should be noted that in the National Football League, the majority of the players are black, while the majority of viewers are white. So there are major systemic imbalances in who whoa, cares whoa, to cross the whoa, 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 whoa. You're looking at a situation where a lot of white people are watching a lot of black people who are getting paid millions to play a sport, and you think that's racist because what what <laughs> well technically she referring mostly to how do you go right at that conclusion but <laughs> that is insane on this point it's difficult to play devil's advocate and argue against me that football is actually safe but if you're looking for a fight do not despair it's boring I understand why sports are fun I love the passion people have for their teams, the cheers, and the taunts. Personally, the Blues Brother dance after the third quarter is one of my favorite traditions at the university. However, this does not mean football should be the outlet of our enthusiasm for athletics. 
I went to a basketball game for the first time this semester, and wow, what a good time. You still get to do the cheers and the dance, but you don't have to spend four hours outdoors. Why does a football game have to take four hours? That is way too long in my opinion, and there's so much downtime, with actual playtime amounting to a mere 11 minutes total on average. So I, I imagine if we read more football is the worst stats, we're gonna keep seeing that. We're gonna keep seeing that stat pop up. Other sports like basketball, hockey, and soccer have more constant action, making them much more interesting than football. But those sports are also objectively more boring than football too. Yeah, I can't stand watching any of those. I mean, I like I like I like basketball from time to time, and I've tried to get into eh. hockey, but it's just kind of it's just not that exciting. Soccer is the most boring I, sport in the world. Yeah, it's I not, can't stand them. It is not constant action. It's people running from one end of the field to the other, sure, but no one's scoring or doing anything interesting. Also, why the heck is Michigan football outdoors? Why do people want to brave the elements for four Football hours? is a violent chess game. That's why it's fascinating. It's a violent chess game. This year alone, Michigan football attendees suffered from sunburn, pouring rain, and freezing temperatures. Oh no. Oh no. Someone got sunburned, it rained, and it was cold. Because they're watching football. America's game. I will admit that the Mr. Brightside moment in the rain looked fun, I don't know what that was, but does three minutes of iconic music make up for four hours of shivering? I would say no. I don't know how to dress for weather, that's why football is bad, Jake. I don't know how clothes work. <laughs> I'm an idiot. It's overrated. While I was not a great football attendee, though I did have season tickets, I only made it to three games, two of which I left before the first quarter. Oh, that reminds me. I gotta buy my Oregon State tickets. They completely forgot. This sounds. This definitely sounds like a you problem. I never. I had season tickets. I only made to three games, two of which I left before the first quarter. What is that? You. You've never even seen football. I don't know why you're ragging on it. I managed to make it to most tailgates. Each game day, I would wake up excited, but constantly end up disappointed. You never watched it. You never went to the game. Again. Why do they... You're just repeating things now. Why do they have to be outdoors? What do you do if it rains? <laughs> Apparently put up tarps and just let yourself get wet. But personally, you? Why would I want to do that? The other half of the time? It's freezing cold. And you have to either wear tons of layers and cover up your bomb outfit. Or simply give up on being warm for the day and risk hypothermia. On the flip side, there are days when it's extremely hot and you are sweaty, sunburnt, and dangerously dehydrated. This is insane, <laughs> okay. Jake. I don't. Okay. You, <laughs> this you you are fitting exactly the stereotypes of a woman of a, of a woman. I don't I don't want to cover up my bomb outfit with clothes that are appropriate for the weather. Even if the weather is perfect, <laughs> tailgates tend to be a net negative. Sure, the few hours you spend dancing can be a lot of fun, but the weird hours and post-game hangover make it general, generally crappy. For noon games, you have to wake up earlier than I do for my classes and pretend to be happy about it. <laughs> then, following a day of tailgating and watching the games, 
for those of you that make it there and watch the whole thing, unlike you, you have not seen a single game of football. You eventually arrive home feeling like crap and just wanting some food and a long nap. Then don't go to the tailgate. For Pete's sake. Why do you why do you keep trying to do this thing that you apparently hate? I don't Addition <laughs> This is This is the next level complaint right here. Additionally the post-game nap is a very tricky thing to manage. Depending oh, on no. the time of the game, it can really mess up your whole day. If you sleep too long, you could end up waking up at a time that you would normally go to bed. Or you may wake up at somewhere normal hour, but still be hungover and have no energy to do anything else that day. Despite the disruption and general unpleasantness, we still commit to this tradition almost like almost every other weekend in the fall. All for a sport that really isn't worth the attention. Perhaps we should take notes from other countries and obsess over the true football, soccer. Also, get out. So I'm noticing a couple things here. Let's let's write these down. Um, football is the worst article. You must include um, 11 minutes of gameplay, dangerous, and also soccer. We should watch soccer instead. All right. So that gotcha. is the party line that you have to tow if you want to write an article about why football is the objective worse. And also, the disruption and general unpleasantness. Literally every other human being on Earth has the time of their lives, lady, but go off. Right. It sounds like yeah. you... First off, you said you never went to the games. You never dressed appropriately because you wanted people to see your bomb outfit, and you just focused on getting drunk at the tailgate instead. So yeah, that's why football. Also, <laughs> safety, safety, something about safety. Football, dangerous, bad, evil, product of toxic masculinity. Matt Stop probably doing it. Matt. Stop it. Matt from BuzzFeed is probably really into football. All that. <laughs> Probably plays a few, uh, plays, plays, plays it with his buddies on the weekends. 100%. Goes out and gets down and dirty in the field. Just, uh... <laughs> uh, okay. McClay, I think it's been a show. It's been a Westboro. <sighs> I think so, too. Darn near have COVID, too, from all this talking. COVID, too? I like your boogaloo Delta variant. That's right. It's real, I swear. Thanks for joining us on this... Uh, further exploration into why fall is the worst. I think we've learned a lot. Next week, we get we get hot takes from Reddit. Oh no! Because Reddit is where all the intellectuals hang out. Please. And uh, come to my slam poetry meeting tomorrow. It's gonna be good.